which is pretty big. Uh, this is the, oh, possibly one of the most important films of the modern era was The Bourne Identity. Was that the first one? Legacy, Supremacy, yeah, The Bourne Identity. And you only have to look at, say, uh, the James Bonds with Pierce Brosnan, which were horrific and were all based around huge big set-piece stunts with big explosions, lots of glam, fighters that could take on 100 people at once uh, without a scratch. And then along comes Bourne, and the next Bond film, he gets Casino Royale, and you've got suddenly a very different aesthetic. If someone has a fist fight, it's usually one-on-one, and it's brutal, and it goes on forever, and everyone gets severely hurt. And he cha- they changed the language of cinema. You've seen so many thrillers since, or action films, really, that have been influenced by them. You look at the Mission Impossible film, the first one, and then you look at the fourth one, which is the first, the second, well, the third one and the fourth one were the only two decent ones. Um, and they had a very different aesthetic to them. And it goes from the idea of, you know, you've got a pen that can blow up a building to all of the gadgetry relating to the social media we use and, you know, phones that can do facial recognition, people that can break into emails, uh, all that kind of stuff. And um, the, it, it modernized the whole notion of the action thriller, and you can see it in so many different franchises. Even the Fast and the Furious franchise, post-born, got a lot better. And while they may not seem to have anything the same on the surface, there's this whole idea of these global networks of um, security agencies and that can do ridiculous things with, with um, electronic hardware. Um, and when people do have bust-ups, it's not Bruce Lee taking on 100 people and knocking them all out with one punch. It's usually very much one-on-one struggles to the death sort of thing. And the whole notion of this paranoid state control thing, someone pointed out something really interesting about the Bourne series. And that's that the enemy throughout the Bourne series, the enemy and the protagonist, the good guy, guys, if there are more than one, all actually work for the same people. It's not like they're ever fighting a foreign power. They're all... Someone said it's like the biggest HR fight in history. Everyone works for the same company. They're all connected to each other and they're all fighting against each other but are still on the same side, kind of. It's a weird notion. But anyway, those films were very good and I appreciated that. It was almost like they returned to the hard edge of 70s thrillers. Gone was the gloss and in was the grit, which I love. I love those 70s thrillers. I love the British gangster ones like Get Carter, Long Good Friday, French Connection, just when they've got more of an edge. People aren't likable necessarily. Motives are muddy. Behavior of good guys is often terrible. Um, and they made three very, very strong films and went away. And Matt Damon was excellent and the whole notion was excellent. And Paul Greengrass is a director I've got a lot of respect for, but he's kind of not got there um, he did the green some green zone, and I thought it was a really clever, truthful, and nearly excellent film about Iraq. Um, but he just sort of struggled to ever get completely across the line when he's made a movie. Well, they've had a hiatus, and in between, Jeremy Renner uh, was in a, a not terrible, but nothing to do with the Bourne franchise Bourne movie. It had a different feel to it. It didn't quite make much sense. And now, uh, it wasn't bad. If you don't compare it to those films, it was kind of passable entertainment. 
And now Jason Bourne, after saying he wouldn't do, has returned with Matt Damon at the helm and J- and Paul Greengrass directing once again. It's um it's a match made in heaven and also made in hell for the possibility of ruining what was almost a perfect run of three films. This time around, it has got the same plot as all of the other ones, which is Jason Bourne is trying to hunt down someone involved in Blackbriar or Goldstone that made him who he was, find out more about his past, and to have a confrontation with that person at the end. You know the plot to this film if you've seen the first or the second or the third of these films. Uh, this time around, Tommy Lee Jones is in it, um, a bit world-weary. Alice Vikander, shot, turning up everywhere. The only standouts for me in this film, Julia Stiles is in it and wasted. I like Julia Stiles a lot. I think she's really wasted in this film. Uh, Vincent Castle, she's not in it very long, so it's not her fault. Uh, Vincent Castle, the French act- actor who I think is married to Monica Bellucci, which immediately makes him the worst person on earth. How dare you? Um, he's always great. He is the nemesis of Matt Damon in this film. And the other standout was Riz Ahmed, um, who's the standout in The Night Of, um, which is having up and down moments for me. It's still very, very good top-notch uh, TV, but it's the later episodes, there are some things creeping in that are just making me go, that's not ever going to happen. Um, so they've released this film. Is it any good? It's garbage. Absolute tosh. It's like they've taken the worst 40 minutes out of one of the other Bourne films and simply extended it. There's Every story element has been in all of the other films. He actually does just track down this guy and, you know, he's got information about his past and he's a swine that works for the Secret Service that gets these people to do these things. There's virtually no story at all. It feels like one long action sequence and I don't... If it was action like the other Bourne movies, there's not anything interesting in the action sequences either. The only interesting one is kind of the car smashing around in Las Vegas. But that's on the trailers. That's the best part of the film. Matt Damon's a little bit... He's okay. He's always reliable. But he's given nothing to work with here at all. I loved him and the German girl in the first film. Real loads of humanity came through that relationship. I was gutted they killed her off in the second um, here there is nothing. There's just no connections with any of the people in it. No, You just don't care about anything. The story's pretty dull. It's a verbatim copy of the other films. It's probably the film with the least reason to exist I've ever seen. Um, it really is quite bad, uh, and it's a real shame. And all they had to do was write a story. And that's really offensive that they couldn't just write a story. Do something with this because all of the elements would be there they've got enough of a cast they've got enough money uh, and they've got a great lead character and they've got a, a, a usually really good director but they just decide to make the first film a bit again and not even the full first film but like half an hour of it so i'm going to give jason bourne a three out of ten and that gets a lower score than it you could watch it possibly as entertainment but I just feel so let down that they made so little effort with it. So oh, three and a half out of ten for Jason Bourne. I could watch it. I could sit through it. 
And if I didn't know it was a Jason Bourne film, I'd probably give it a five as borderline passable. Uh, this is... Uh